You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Bauer, the best in the business, back in business, joined as always by my faithful co-host, Nate, the professor, Christian. Nate, welcome. Hey, Mike. Uh, you know, we are into playoffs for Dynasty. We are into playoffs for redraft. It's playoff time. Everyone's excited. Mm-hmm. I'm a little sad, though, because my Scott Fishbowl team is not in the playoffs, but they would have advanced this week. That's the worst. It's tough stuff, man. Yeah, and, you know, um, congrats to everybody that is, is advancing in the playoffs. Tough break for those of you who are not. Look, this is skill. This is luck. Me personally, this week, I was three and one in the playoffs. I did have two first round buys. And it's a good thing, too, because one of the leagues where I have first round buy, if I would have had to play anybody, it just would not have gone well for me. Nate, how are you doing otherwise? Yeah, I actually would have had that same issue in one of my leagues where I've been a top C for most of the season. You know, I would have lost to every single team in the first round if I played them. So lucky me, I had the buy. Um, Otherwise, uh, doing pretty well. I, I went four and three this week in round one. I did have five teams advancing on by. So still nice. looking pretty good going into round two. Good stuff. Uh, one of the people I beat in the playoffs this week was your brother, Matthew. So shout out to Matthew. I beat uh, Kyron. So Yeah, and you know what? That looked like it was a pretty good matchup too. But we can talk about that a little bit later if you want to talk about some playoffs. And you know what? Actually, we are going to talk about that. Here's what you got to do. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. Five, ten dollars here if you want to hear the bonus podcast. If you just want a free one-week trial, seven days, try it out. Look, holidays coming up. If you're taking some time off, what better way to send it with your favorite family? And that's Dynasty Rewind, a free one-week trial. Again, get in the Discord, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. Check it out. Also, don't forget, if you just want some extra videos, you can become a member on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And if you just want the bonus podcast, we lowered the pricing on Spotify, become a Spotify subscriber, get all our bonus pods that we upload. I'll make sure I throw them up there for you. Do not avoid us like these players that we are avoiding for next year. Let's talk about it here. So these are guys we don't we we just don't want any part of. We're done. We're kind of moving on. Nate, you and I are going to disagree on the first one because I'm kind of in on them. But tell me who you're avoiding to start off. Yeah, I'm avoiding Marquise Brown. And mm. this is tough because I've liked Marquise Brown for most of his career when he was in the Ravens, when he's been in the Cardinals. He's been pretty productive, pretty good value for most of his career. But Right now, it's not looking great for Marquise Brown. Um, wide receiver competition likely incoming in this offseason, whether it's through the draft, uh, most likely through the draft, I believe, but it could also be a free agent um, as they're going to surround Kyler Murray with more talent. Uh, Michael Wilson's been a little bit of a fun breakout this year. Uh, see what he's been doing. Greg Dorch always pops up every now and then. We talked about him on one of the, the last podcasts. Waiver wire gold, Greg <laughs> Dorch. But the big thing is Trey McBride has really broken out uh, this year, and he's been – honestly like a top 15 wide receiver since getting the full snaps as a starter for the Cardinals. So yeah. his breakout has been, he's the number one target now for the Cardinals. You know, Marquise Brown has not looked very good this year, career low yards per route run, obviously affected by the quarterback play beginning of the year, but over the last two games, Mike zero points. I started Marquise Brown this week in one of my playoff lineups and it rough. got me zero points. That's rough. Yeah. So I'm going to be avoiding him in 2024, you know, I think he's just fallen down the totem pole yet. They haven't 
put him onto a contract extension yet. I do think that that will happen. I think I so. They, they invested the first round pick. I expect them to you know, put the money into him. He can be a very good wide receiver too for that team. Um, but I think they're going to be looking maybe some somewhere else to bring in to you know add to that wide receiver room. So right now, if I can sell him for a late first, if you can still get late first value from Marquise Brown, which I think is going to be difficult, but maybe you still get some you know brand name there. I would love to make that trade. But otherwise, I would move Marquise Brown for two seconds. Um, okay. I, I think that's a deal you might be able to make. Uh, it's kind of tough right now that with coming off two zero point games. Yeah. But you know, some players I'd rather have. Uh, you know, Christian Kirk, yep. John Dotson, valued around the same okay. as Marquise Brown right now at tight end. I think you're going to like this, Mike. I would move Marquise Brown for Jake Ferguson, Pat Frymuth. You know, really solidify my tight end room if I need something like that. Yeah. Um, I see on keep trade cut. He's also valued very closely to Terry McLaurin. Which way would you lean there between those two? You know, if Jacoby Brissett's playing, definitely Terry McLaurin. He was he was killing at the end of the game last week. Um, but Terry McLaurin, I would still lean because he's just been the more productive uh, wide receiver. I know you get a couple years younger with Marquise Brown, but you know, as much as I love Dotson, uh, McLaurin's definitely holding his own over there. So you're only really getting like less than two years younger with Hollywood Brown. So yeah, not too much. It, it's apples and oranges. You know, it's funny you were talking about. Marquis giving you zero points in the playoffs. I had a Nico Collins was kind of a latish scratch, but it was hard doing a lot of family stuff around the holidays. So I had to kind of scramble and I scrambled and I picked up Demarcus Robinson off the waiver wire. <laughs> he rewarded me with 14.7 points. Good, this, good play, man. This fantasy playoffs, man. This is this is what it is. So look, I like Hollywood. I'm kind of in on him. I've talked about him on past pods, but the values that you're giving me, I would be I would move him for those players and those values gladly um nate i'm ready for you to disagree with me all right because i'm avoiding deontay johnson i know but this is where we're okay you don't like fantasy points that's fine we have to score some in order for me to get you some here's the problem it's not the player it's the value we don't hate players at the dining room we hate (laughs) values and we've been chasing his 20 21 seasons since that happened production has dipped every year since then matt Canada gets fired it's going to get better right no, because then Kenny Pickett gets hurt, and it went from worse to worse somehow. By the way, the Pittsburgh Steelers have a new savior, Mason Rudolph, coming to town. <laughs> and guess who his backup is? Oh, who? Trace McSorley. Oh, look at that. Okay. The Steelers about to run it off and win a Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things where right now I think the only pass catcher I really want from the Pittsburgh Steelers is Pat Fryermuth. We're going to have to draft a lot of these guys. I'm just not willing to pay that value. Um, I don't know if I could get a first for him. I think I would take a second-round pick. If I could possibly move Deontay Johnson for Rasheed Rice, I would do that. I don't know if I could. I would certainly try, to be honest with you. you know, He's actually valued similarly to guys like Nico Collins, T. Higgins on keep trade cut. I would take Nico Collins over him. We've seen what he's done all year, even though he did miss this past game. T. Higgins, but that insane catch last yeah. Saturday, by the way, that was probably one of the best catches I've ever seen. He's going to go somewhere next year, and he's going to be a stud. He's going to be just fine. So there's that possibility that maybe Cincinnati comes to their senses and resigns him. I don't know. Also, shout out to Jake Browning playing some good football. There's playing a couple great. guys I'd rather have over Deontay Johnson. Nate, floor is yours to go ahead and disagree with me. Look, if you can move Deontay for Nico or T. Higgins – I'm okay with that. Totally okay with that because if you had to add a little bit to it, would you be okay with that too? Yeah. I mean a little bit. Yeah. A third. 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I would do Deontay in a third for Nico Collins or T. Higgins. Yeah, easily. absolutely. I, I would do that too because you got a better quarterback in both those situations than you do with the Steelers. True. But, you know, if, if this is the value, okay, fine. But I'm not avoiding him because obviously I have a lot of them already. But I do want to point out that over the last four weeks, Mike, Deontay Johnson has three touchdowns. He has 15 receptions for 202 yards. He's the wide receiver 19 over the last four weeks. Just saying. Where do Nico Collins and T. Higgins rank in that? Nico Collins is the wide receiver 14. That's better. And T. Higgins is the wide receiver 38. I believe he might have uh, missed a game or two. I think he did. Yeah, Nico Collins did miss a game this past week as well. Maybe it's apples to oranges there, Nate. But this is a guy that I'm avoiding. I just feel like the hype is not matching up with what his production should be. Thought it would be a lot better. Um Maybe it'll be better next year. I don't know. But I'm avoiding Deontay Kenny Pickett, Johnson. Man. Yeah, Kenny Pickett. Your, your boy. Hey, look, there's still hope for Kenny Pickett. It's <laughs> uh, it's dwindling, but it's still there. So, Nate, would you like to move on to the next player that you're avoiding? I would love to. I think I've talked about this player and avoiding him multiple times already on this channel, but let's just really drive it home one last time going into the in, end of the season. So, Tony Pollard. Look, I'm going to list it out again. Yeah. He's a free agent after this year. He's on the franchise tag. You know, they have no long-term commitment to him. He has not looked nearly as explosive this year. Career low yards per carry, career low yards after you know, yards of after contact per attempt. That's such a hard stat for me to say. Bob knows what I'm talking about. Uh, so, look, he's had a solid season overall. Like, he's been a decent fantasy running back because he's just continued to play. He hasn't really missed any games. He's unfortunately not really found the end zone very often, but – He's been getting volume, so he's been decent for fantasy in what is a landscape of the running back position that's devoid of consistency. Tony Pollard's actually been a bright spot this year. But he's going to be 27 going into next season. He's a free agent. I don't know if he's back with the Cowboys or if he's somewhere else. And if he's somewhere else, Mike, what I've seen is if you're a free agent running back, there's not a lot of hope for you. Yeah. Uh, Number one, good luck getting paid and getting any kind of investment, which, you know, we want to talk about the numbers and, you know, how good players have been in the past, but – NFL teams, when looking at the running back position, is what can you do for me this year? What can you do for me next year? They don't care about what you've done anymore. They don't pay players based on their history anymore. So uh, at least not running backs. No. So I'm moving off of Tony Pollard right now. Two seconds if I can get it. Can I get an early second and a third? That is plenty for me to move off of Tony Pollard. Yeah. Uh, move off a, an aging asset like that that has a lot of question marks going into next year. Let me re-roll the dice, especially in the early second. I think I can upgrade from Tony Pollard pretty easily um, in the early second of this draft. Some players I'd rather have, Brian Robinson, Jaden Reed, two young players that I would love to, you know, cash in uh, Tony Pollard for. Uh, even Josh Downs, who I think his value has gone down over the past couple of weeks because he hasn't scored as many fantasy points, but we still know Josh Downs is a very good wide receiver and going to be, you know, one of the top wide receivers in the Colts. So another guy I'd probably target as well. I like this. Uh, definitely fine with moving him for the picks. Love the Brian Robinson pick, and you know, I'm going to be all on board with getting Jaden Reed. Of course, of course, I have no problems with it's that. It's time to reset the clock with Tony Pollard. Go find somebody else a little bit younger, and uh, you know, with with some kind of potential. Because I think you know, Tony Pollard's just moving down from here. I'm trying to I'm trying to go back to your point about free agent running backs and Miles Sanders got paid this year by Carolina, but I don't think he's there next year. And it's been Didn't a matter. The Panthers have been a disappointment as a whole. Um, just looking at it, like 
when Leonard Fournette was released by the Jaguars, he was pretty productive, but that was an early release, you know, like him, Kareem Hunt, these guys were released before their, their contracts were even up. Um, Todd Gurley is an example, even though he didn't go anywhere. Ezekiel Elliott, these guys got extended. Then they just kind of went downhill a little bit. Um, We can't even say CMC because he was traded, but it's just, it's one of those things where, yeah, if you're a free agent running back, Dalvin Cook is a really good example. Did I say Dalvin Cook already? Um, you know, wanted to get make more money. and But, boy, I'll tell you what, the Vikings could have used him at times this year. I mean, they they could have. But but would he have helped but at all? Would he, yeah, I was about to say the same thing. Like, I mean, Dalvin Cook isn't that great. I mean, I might be talking about him later this week. He's not. I mean, unless, unless you're running back going somewhere as a free agent for depth, I just, yeah, freezer running backs, not adding up for me. Yep. So I love this, and I love the fact that you guys are going to all hang out for a few minutes. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Let's get into the next player that I am avoiding, and that is Green Bay Packers wide receiver Christian Watson. Never been a big Christian Watson fan. We knew he was raw coming out of North Dakota State, had a quarterback change, and – Nate, the worst thing that you could have as an NFL player, lots and lots of soft tissue injuries. Mm, that's tough stuff there. Yeah, it's just one of those things. This hamstrings predominantly for Christian Watson. For the value that you're paying, I'm going to look elsewhere. I'm going to look elsewhere. And he has an extremely high ceiling. Mm-hmm. But the problem is we've seen what his floor is. And we've talked before, if I could move him for Jaden Reed, I would gladly do that. I like Jaden Reed better personally. I would try, you know, his value kind of lines up with that of a 25 first. I'll take that 25. Isn't that far away? You know what I mean? And maybe you could make some moves. Get that 25 first. That could help you get back into the first round this upcoming year. Um, I talked, I would rather have Jaden Reed. I will even go older and take Mike Evans. Mike Evans, unlikely to be back with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Free agent wide receivers and free agent running backs. Huge difference. Very different. Very different. Devontae Adams still putting up respectable numbers with the Raiders, even with Aiden O'Connell. You know what I mean? So he's definitely going to do it. And if, you know, guess, guess who else he's similarly, similarly valued to? Who? Stephon Diggs. Ooh, okay. I'm just looking at these guys. Now, Jaden Reed wasn't super close to Christian Watson, but Mike Evans and Stephon Diggs were. And I understand these guys are a little bit older. But I feel like they're going to have a couple years at least of good productivity. And I'll take that. We know what Mike Evans can do for sure. Nate, agree, disagree. What do you think here? Yeah, you know, I I liked Christian Watson before he gained as much value as he did. And I, I thought he's been rather overvalued for a while because I think the inconsistency is what really worries me. And then you add in the injuries on top of that. And, you know, someone I'm mostly staying away from myself, especially when, you know, we've seen his value fluctuate over just the past year um, with the injuries, with the production. And I think when you can sell high with Christian Watson, you should sell highs. You know, I don't mind going after Mike Evans, going after Stephon Diggs, because those are top wide receivers that are going to help you win championships over the next two or three years. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on. Right. Yeah. And Nate, you just traded for this guy for me, but now you're avoiding him. I but hey, look, this is how it goes. Things can happen fast, even in Dynasty. Nate, who are you avoiding? Mike, the Ravens running back position is cursed. It really is. I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy to be the running back for the Ravens because they're bound to tear their ACL. And unfortunately, Keaton Mitchell did it. You know, 
I haven't heard the full report yet, but looking at the picture of it happening, it looks like he probably tore a lot more than just the ACL as well, uh, which which does not lend to a speedy recovery. No. And with it being a late season injury at this point, I don't really expect him back in any significant way next season. Um, if he does come back, you know, it's going to, you know, we saw JK Dobbins really struggle to come back and he had an injury where it was, it was more than just his ACL, you know, it, that makes such a huge difference. If it's just your ACL, you're recovering from one thing, but once it becomes three or four things, that just makes your recovery so much harder. Now you're working with multiple things that are weakened and having to recover. You know, I don't think that Keaton Mitchell is going to give me any kind of production that is significant to my team until 2025. And at that point, that being a year and a half away from now, I'm going to move on. I'm going to avoid. I'm going to go after players that can help me in the meantime, can gain value in the meantime. If I want Keaton Mitchell, I can go get him later. I, I'm not worried about if I have to acquire, acquire Keaton Mitchell later. If you really like Keaton Mitchell, you can go acquire him basically you know, nine months from now for probably a fourth-round pick. Six months from now for a fourth-round pick. You might right be now, on waiver wires Yeah, at some point. Right now, you, you might be able to move him for a third-round pick. You might be able to move him for a guy like Chase Brown, for a guy like Zach Moss. And I know Zach Moss isn't the sexiest name out there, but Zach Moss has really shown out this year. He's a free agent running back. And I know I don't like free agent running backs, but I don't mind free agent running backs that no one really values. Yeah, Because Zach Moss is probably going to get paid to play a role somewhere. And when you can just kind of pick him up for pretty cheap, and then we saw, hey, if you can have any running back that's going to have production this year, he's valuable. Zach Moss is probably going to be that again next year. He's going to be one of those guys that sticks around and gives you fantasy points year in and year out. Maybe he's a little inconsistently, but you'll know when you can start him. So if you could move Keaton Mitchell for a guy who could be a spot starter for you, especially late in the season, look, Jonathan Taylor's out. If you had Jonathan Taylor, you were relying on him. Now you're putting Zach Moss in. You're feeling comfortable about it. It's a good thing. I would honestly, if I have the room on a taxi squad or whatever, and he's just stashed, I'm okay with holding on to him, seeing what happens. If not, I'll move him for a third. If someone's going to give yeah. me a third, I'm going to take it. If they're like, I'll give you two fourths. Cause I want to stash the guy deal. Let's I'll take it. that too. Cause at least I can do something with those fourths. Maybe I can make something out of it with Keaton Mitchell. He's not gaining any value anytime soon. And he's just, you know, unfortunately being a roster clogger for the next year and a half, probably. And I will say this, if you're the Baltimore Ravens, Gus Edwards has already torn his ACL. Just resign him. Just keep resigning him until he can't run anymore. Um, also justice Hill too. So we can just keep resigning him too. Yeah. Um, Gus Edwards, no games over hundred yards rushing this year. Never had a thousand yard season either. How many touchdowns he has though? This year? Yeah. Uh, let me see. Uh, he has eleven touchdowns. Yeah. At one point, he had the the lead. Three against Cleveland this year. That was nice. In one game, sorry. So four total. So, resign Gus Edwards, Baltimore. Hope so. Or not? Whatever you guys want. Excuse me. All right. So let's move on. And I'm avoiding Ramondre Stevenson. Mm. Maybe I'm bitter. I don't know. And I'm not just bitter from this team that I watched on Monday night. Ready to break up with them. But that being said, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, he hasn't been awful, but he also hasn't lived up to what we hoped he would be or where we were drafting him or how we were acquiring him this past offseason. It has been a disappointment. I think the New England Patriots as a whole have been a disappointment this year. I think we could all agree on that. Um, also, there's their wide receiver room is so bad. Keishon Boutte still can't get on the field somehow. So. 
he's one of those guys. Will this guy, Ramondre, not Kayshawn, will he benefit from a quarterback and coaching change? These are both speculative at this point. We don't know how it's going to go. We've heard rumors, but it's December. The rumor mill is swirling, right? If a new coach comes in, does he try to save Mac Jones? I don't know. You know, does Bill Belichick go get me a good quarterback? And they move on from Mac Jones. What happens then if a different offensive coordinator comes in? I don't know. So look, I'm going to move him. I'm going to try for a first. If I could get two seconds right now for Ramondre, I would strongly consider it. I would also rather have Brian Robinson Jr. We like him. According to my show sheet, it is spelled Brian Ribbonson Jr. I don't know how that happened. And hey, you know who else will take over him? <laughs> David Montgomery. Because David Montgomery scores a lot of fantasy points. He does. He's valued way lower. Pretty consistently. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this one here? Yeah. You know, I, I started – I avoided Ramondre Stevenson for like the first couple years of his career, and then I bought into him this offseason. I was like, you know what, Ramondre, you finally convinced me. I'm going to buy in. I bought into Ramondre Stevenson in a couple different leagues this offseason, and unfortunately it hasn't worked out for me. But So – I'm going back to my old ways. I'm avoiding Ramondre Stevenson again. I'm right here with you, Mike. Okay. We're avoiding. We are avoiding. But we're not avoiding the underdog scrub pick of the week. So let's we're talk not. about last week. We both said there's no way Easton Stick is going to pass for more than 199 and a half yards. He did because they were down by 42 points at the half. He was 23 of 32 for 257 yards, three touchdowns, one's interception. And he, uh, did have two carries for 11 yards. Both of us went lower. So on the season, I'm just one game up. Nine and six. Nate is eight and seven. But that could change this week. Nate, what do you got? What's our Thursday night game looking like? Who's yeah Thursday? Thursday, we got the New Orleans Saints versus the Los Angeles Rams. My gross. <laughs> that should be a decent game. Yeah, it should, it should be a decent game. It sounds a little gross at first, but you look into it. Okay, okay, okay. Derek Carr is healthy for whatever that's worth. Um it's going to be a decent game. The Rams have looked decent, pretty good actually over the last couple of games. So, yeah. All right, Mike, let's do it. Bane of my existence, Kyron Williams. Oh, Kyron Williams. Sorry. <laughs> he's, he's there. He keeps doing just so well. I keep avoiding him everywhere, but we got, we got to address this now. We got to talk about what, what Kyron Williams is going to do Thursday night against the saints. The contest that we're looking at, Mike, is higher or lower on the receptions, okay? Ooh. The contest is set at three. Higher or lower, three. So if he gets three, no one wins. Just It's a it's push. Hmm. Let me look. Higher or lower, three receptions for Kyron Williams versus the New Orleans Saints on Thursday Night Football. What I'll say, are we thinking? I'll say this, man. When... When Underdog puts these together, they really make you think. But let's look at Kyron Williams' last four games. Mm -hmm. Six targets, five targets, four targets, seven targets, six catches, three catches, three catches, five catches. Um, Yeah, he's been really effective. And you know what? Hats off to Kyron Williams. He's been really efficient and effective throughout the whole year. But I'm going to go over. I I just, you know, he's higher. Yeah, I'm sorry, higher. Forgive me. I just he's been getting the work, and man, does he get a lot of work too? He sure does. And Matt Stafford loves checking down to him. Uh, that's what I noticed when I was watching the Rams game this week. I'm um, obviously seven targets. Look, 
it's going to be Thursday night football. The Saints defense is a pretty decent defense. I think Stafford's going to be looking to check down a bunch. I'm going higher as well, Mike. I think we're looking at four, five, six receptions. Kyron Williams, I'm avoiding him in Dynasty, but if you're looking for a league winner, you're looking, you know, in redraft, obviously you love to have him. Maybe it's a little late now. You're going to be pretty expensive, but don't come at me that much. I, I don't hate Kyron Williams. I just don't like day three running backs yet. We've been burned by guys like this in the past, like James Robinson came out. Had Damian imagined- Pierce is the running back three on his team now. Yeah, which is great. But speaking of running back three on their team, hello, Khalil Herbert. According to our lads on the depth chart, it's the Hunter Foreman, Roshan Johnson, and Khalil Herbert. Goodness. You're not supposed to lose your job to injury. And, I, you know, before he got hurt, Khalil Herbert was not playing bad at all. This guy I wanted to, back. Yeah, he's a guy I wanted to hang on to for next year. But this is where we're at in Dynasty. And uh, I will tell you this, if you want in on the Pick'em Fun at Underdog Fantasy, use the promo code RewindTo to not only get a 100% first deposit match up to $500, you'll also get a mystery special pick'em in the lobby when you sign up as a new user. This mystery pick is always a winner. And then you're one pick away from winning your first pick'em. So join Underdog Fantasy today using promo code RewindTo. The link will be in the description. Nate, it's been fun. Everyone, thank you for listening. For Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Thank you. All right, everyone, that is going to do it for us this week. But if you're headed to a game, make sure you check out SeatGeek.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things live events. It offers the best price available. Use the promo code DynastyRewind. You'll get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Don't forget, if you want to play some best ball, head on over to Underdog. It's the easiest buy-in in fantasy football. And it's not having to worry about setting your lineups, man. That's what it's all about. So, again, underdog.com. Use the promo code Rewind, a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Visit our store over at payhip.com forward slash dynasty rewind. That's where you find our roster reviews. That's where you find all of our manuals and everything like that. Head on over there now. Grab some merch at spreadshop.com. Link is down below. And we want to see you in our community. And that is patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind. But Until next time, everybody, for my faithful co-hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thank you for listening.